Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, hello! Welcome to Shelf Logic, the program that gives you all the hottest gossip about who's dating who and who has beef with who in the Maricopa County Library District. I am Michael, a library paraprofessional from Perry Library. And I'm Lindsay. I'm the manager of Perry Library. So, we are here today and we are going to talk about some books. Yes, we're going to talk about three westerns, right? Westerns? Thought we were talking about who's dating who. <laughs> no, definitely westerns. Okay, well, oh, there's the school bell. Yes, that's true. Should we edit that out or should we just leave that on in? I think it's our real life. We should leave it in. That's fair. Now we can talk about some westerns. I got it all out of my system. Okay. So, where do you want to start with? I think, well, let's give the three titles that we're going to talk about. Sure. Um, so, we're going to chat about Blood Meridian. Right, by Cormac McCarthy. True Grit. By Charles Portis. And Lonesome Dove. By Larry McMurty. Yes. Yeah, so these are three westerns, um, but you might be saying to yourself, I don't like westerns, I'm just going to turn this off, but I think you should hang around, and I'm going to try to convince you that these westerns aren't just your standard uh, cowboy tale, you know? I think you can do that. Probably not, though, right? <laughs> no, we'll see. If you keep an open mind, I think we might be able to uh, flip some people to the western side by the end of this. Did you know that right now, as of this recording, we have a perfect rating on all of the different channels that the podcast is uploaded to? I didn't. That's so exciting. I know. I you, also feel pressure. Right. right? That's, well, that was what I was getting at. So once this airs and we see that the ratings aren't perfect anymore, we know it's because somebody was listening to our Western one. Oh, no. I don't yeah. believe that. I'm going to put good vibes out there. Okay. All right. Let's start with Blood Meridian like we were talking about. Yeah. So that book came out in 1985. Do you know anything about Cormac McCarthy? I do not, actually. I'm, I don't know that much. So he is one of the most, um, pro, well, not prolific, but one of the most well-thought-of author, American authors that's still alive. Some people think he's the best living American author. Okay. Um, People do know him because uh, most recently because he won a Pulitzer Prize for the book The Road, which was also an Oprah Book Club book. Oh. So he's actually kind of reclusive and doesn't do a lot of interviews, but he was interviewed by Oprah. That was about ooh, like 12 years ago, I want to say at this point. Okay. Um, so, I mean, why did you pick Blood Meridian? Like, why is that a, why does that categorize as a Western? That you yeah, so like in our system, we have it. Um, we have it under our historical section, which is true also, but it's very much a Western. Um, the setting is around um, kind of the expansion of the West and kind of the period where they were um, like the Manifest Destiny, where they were mm -hmm. kind of uh, exterminating the Native Americans. Yes. Um, and the book is very... I guess I would say true to the feel of what you would expect from that. Um, the depravity in this book and just the uh, 
the vibe it gives you is worse than any horror book that you could uh, imagine. Yeah, I know, that's a big selling point, <laughs> right? Like, why do we want to read that well, then? <laughs> we want to read it because the writing is also, this is considered like his, like, what's like the greatest achievement that you've done? I don't know what the term for that is. Oh, God. I don't know that I know that either. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's okay. I just this, have, like, a brain fog. This is, like, supposed to be his greatest work. Okay. Um, and some of that's because it doesn't glamorize, um, like, a lot of Westerns, um, and we kind of talked about this, like, the Western versus the anti-Western. Yes. So, like, a Western is where they kind of, like, really play up just, like, cowboys are good guys. Indians are bad guys, and then it kind of just like like that trope where, uh, you know, uh, the stereotype, right? Yeah. The stereotype. But an anti-Western is more like everybody is kind of bad, um, like because there was just ever like brutal, you know, everybody brutalizing everybody. Like we're talking about like the West when it was very much just the Wild West. Mm-hmm. I know, like I was reading a little bit about the book, and it said that. Like, heroes and villains essentially share the same characteristics, yes. which to me is very intriguing. Because, I mean, we all sort of at our core have the good and the bad in us. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I thought, I thought that was kind of cool to think about it that way. Yeah. Um, the characters in the book, um, it's almost like nobody really stands out. It's more like the feel of the book more than, like, there's... Um, the main character, I guess, would be called the kid, but even he's not like a true protagonist. Um, if anything, the antagonist of the book is like the main character, as far as at least he's the most interesting character, I would say. Um, but it's kind of he's kind of a Faustian like devil character, actually, mm-hmm. where he gets connected to the Glanton Gang, which was an actual Wild West like gang that like okay. existed back then. That's, like, one interesting thing about the book is it's kind of, like, this, like, alternate history kind of deal. Right. Um, like, different people do that. Like, like Tarantino did that in Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, different, like, where you just, ch- like, take a historical thing and you kind of, like, switch the way that the narrative went. Yes. Um, and so that's kind of what we have here. So we take the Glanton gang and we kind of mix in a little Faustian feel. Um and it turns into like a horror story, basically. Uh, extreme violence, uh, yeah, extreme depravity, mm-hmm. um, but also one of the most like masterfully written books. Like the um, barrier to enter in this book is high. Like, and what do you mean by that? The barrier to enter. I mean that this isn't something. This isn't where I would start. Okay. Um, this is for people that would probably consider themselves like uh, they like to read like classic literature. Okay. Now this isn't like a classic book in the sense that like it only came out in 1985, but this has a very high probability if we were to survive until <laughs> you know the next hundred years that this could become a okay. classic book. Okay. Um, people compare it to Moby Dick. Yes, I have heard that. And now I've never read Moby Dick. But that's also a book that I think is notorious for having a high barrier to entry where it's, like, not the first thing you'd want to pick up if you're just getting into reading. Yeah, definitely. So, like, if you're just listening to this and you kind of are just maybe trying to get back into reading or you don't do very much reading in general, this is not the place that I would start. I do have a book that we're going to talk about later that's a great place to start. Uh, This is going to be for people that want to be challenged, I think, by the reading and see kind of, like, what's at the forefront of, like, 
you know, the best of the best as far as at least American authors that we have right now, anyway. Do you know, do we have this both in print and as an ebook, or do we only have it as print? No, we have it as both. Um, yeah, so you can get that on both Overdrive and as a physical copy. Um, it's under historical McCarthy fiction, though that won't matter too much if you're just putting it on hold. You would just need to search for Blood Meridian. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much that. Do you want to go to the next title, which is True Grit? True Grit, yes. All right. Have you ever seen the movie True Grit? I saw it with my dad, like, as a youngster. I have not seen the more modern, like, versions of the movie, but I know the premise of True Grit. Right. So the original movie, and we'll be talking about the book, but the movie had John Wayne as Rooster Cogburn, Cogburn, right? And then it had, um, the more recent one had Jeff Bridges. Yes. So Big Lebowski holding it down. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, it's basically a story about a young girl. She's like a teenager, I think. I think maybe a little bit younger. I think she's like um, 14 or 15. So yeah, she's a teenager. Right. It's been about two years since I read this one. But she, um, her dad is murdered by this guy who worked for her dad. Yes. And basically it's kind of a revenge story, but it's also like a group story and it's it's different than most westerns i would say in the sense that like this is from the perspective of the girl now she's older when she's telling the story Mm -hmm. and you know that that's not a spoiler like you know right away that she's older retelling this tale from when she was a kid yeah um and basically it's a story about her and a she hires a arkansas um gosh what was he a Uh, marshal a u.s marshal yeah yeah so she uh she hires this marshal, and then she's also gets uh, there's a guy like a Texas Ranger or a Texas like <laughs> bounty hunter, yes, who uh, called Labeef. Uh, <laughs> I think that it's pretty awesome that's Labeef because it kind of looks like like Shia LaBeouf's name. I know, I thought it was LaBeouf, it's but La- it's Labeef. It's Labeef. I didn't know that. Matt Damon's Labeef. Did you know oh, that? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, you know Matt wow. Damon. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it's a story about these. Three kind of, they're all very different because Rooster is very, he's like a, he's an alcoholic, he's... He's a pretty tough character. Yeah, rough like around. Got, yeah, very rough. Rough. And then Labeef, though he's a ranger and still pretty tough, uh, I would say that he's almost like a pretty boy. That's how I've, all, I've read it. Okay. I wouldn't say that, um, it's all relative. Compared, like, compared to what you would think of a pretty boy now, I wouldn't right. say, <laughs> I wouldn't say he's that, but, uh... He's definitely not as, uh, he doesn't have as much grit as Rooster does, um, though they all are pretty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Maddie, who's the, the girl, she might have the most grit of them all. She's got feist in her. She's very determined. And like what I appreciate now is like a more mature woman. Mm-hmm. I can see sort of like the gender stereotypes right. that are in the book and how she pushes through those and wants to be part of this group of men who are like on this journey to find the guy that killed her dad and you know as a youngster when I watched this movie I didn't understand that at all but now I can see that more clearly yeah I mean for a book that came out in 1968 it is interesting um I guess it has a very progressive view Mm -hmm. of like uh because yeah she's the protagonist of the book and she's no slouch. Like I think there's right. there is a scene early on where like the the, the guys just like kind of want like they're kind of 
they don't even really want to work together, but they're like okay with it. Mm-hmm. And she wants to come on the trip. I think uh, Labeef ends up uh, spanking her butt. Yes. That's uh, happened. Yeah, and so. And they kind of test her too yeah. to make sure that she'll be able to do okay. And right. Then she passes the test. Yeah, and so she holds her own the whole yeah. book. Um, this book's per- this book is the one that I would say if you of the three that we're going to talk about, if this is like. You know, the first time you're either doing a Western or the first time, you know, you haven't read in a while or anything like that. You're feeling rusty or you just want like a fun this because this is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The writing isn't difficult, but it's also not. Um, He's not a bad writer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't like a, yeah. a cheesy like. And it's definitely not as violent or like as intense. Right. As Blood Meridian. Cor- oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, almost like different ends of the spectrum as yeah. far as like this one will probably give you a few laughs, whereas Blood Meridian, uh, I don't even know if it would make you cry. Just scared, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but I, I like both of these books for very different reasons. But also, I mean, they both buck the Western stereotype, but for different, like, in different ways, I think. Um, but they're both... Yeah, they're both really satisfying reads, um, and they've both been called the Great American Novel. Wow. Yeah, so I guess some people might push away Westerns because they feel like, oh, I don't do that genre or whatever, but, like, the things we're talking about here are actually considered pieces of, like, uh, American literature, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it shouldn't be discounted just because it's, you know, in the Western genre that these are, like, actually well-written book titles with like you know great characters and great plots and stuff like that definitely did you know that both of those first two things that we talked about well true grit was adapted by the coen brothers uh blood marine doesn't have a film version they've tried to do it but it's i read that like it's been like had a lot of problems right yeah from book to film right i mean i could see why after reading it uh I don't know if they, you know, the X rating might have to come out. But, for like, it. if the Coen brothers, like, if anybody could do it, they probably could be the ones to do it. Right, because they did No Country for Old Men. Did you ever see that? I did, yeah. Yeah, so that won the Academy Award for Best Picture. And that is actually a book by Cormac McCarthy that was made into a film. Okay. And it is very, uh, I've never read the book, but the film No Country for Old Men has a lot of similarities to Blood Meridian. Like, the time period's different because No Country for Old Men's more of a modern tale. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main antagonist in uh, No Country for Old Men, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, I don't either. But he was played by that, I think he's a Spanish actor. Yes, and I cannot remember his name. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's okay. Yeah. People at home can say it out loud. It's all good. <laughs> um, but... Very similar to the antagonist in Blood Meridian. So if you liked No Country for Old Men and you can get past the like the difficulty in the reading level, mm-hmm. um, you're real. I mean, this is like an all time like Blood Meridian has an all time villain like wow. uh, that you could like. I feel like a hundred years from now you'll be talking. They'll be talking about like best villains. It's like okay, the, I don't want to spoil who it is, but okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, do you want to move on to our final book? Or? Let's do it. Okay. This is the one I read most uh, recently, so yes. I'll probably have a lot to say about all it. All right, no, that's good. So, Lonesome Dove. Yes. Um, all right, let's get into it. Okay. This one, I'm going to... Can we do a little confession on air here? Sure. <laughs> I uh, shed a couple tears during this one. I haven't really? cried during a book since I was 
like young. I know, like I cried when I read Where the Red Fern Grows. That's the one. That's the, I swear. No, we didn't talk about this before. Man. I know. That was that's the, the only book I've ever actually cried to. I I'm being honest. That's the last book I cried to, and I was like probably in like seventh or eighth grade. Exactly. Yeah. So um, my sister snuck it to me because I was too young to read it. Yeah. And she's like, "Here, you should read this." And so I read it like you know undercover, and it just broke my heart. Like I just was crying. Well, then I guess. <laughs> so if you haven't cried since you read Where the Red Fern Grows when you were a child, Lonesome Dove, here oh we go. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So, um, this is a story about two former, well, I mean, yeah, former Texas Ranger captains. Yeah. Yes. Um, who basically become, like, kind of cowboys in the sense that, like, they sell cattle. I mean, they're, like, not cowboys in the sense that we would think about, but they, like, Sell cattle. Kind of like ranchers. Yeah, ranchers. Yeah, ranchers, yeah. I think, is a better word. Right. So um, they get the idea to make a journey from Texas to Montana to kind of like uh, be one of the first like white people to um, kind of get in that area, establish in that like area. Take over the land and right. establish a ranch. Okay. Right. And um, this book is a, almost a thousand pages. Um, wow. Yeah. How so, long did it take you to read? Uh, well, I'm not a fast reader, but probably a little over a month. Okay. Um, and this book was worth the whole month. Like, um, this is honestly one of the better books I've ever read. Wow. Whereas I like the other two books that we've talked about. This is, I mean, to me, it's up there with like Grapes of Wrath. That's mm -hmm. like the last book that I felt like I had a really emotional response to. It didn't make me cry, but I felt like really attached to the characters. Mm -hmm. um, this was in no way similar, but other than the feeling that it gave me, like I, I don't, I don't feel a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No, I'm just saying, but uh, this book, it, uh, it gets you because it does a really great job of the character development. It's like a cast of characters. I mean, the two main guys are these two Texas Rangers, but they have a whole outfit of like guys that you know come along with them. Yes. Um, and they're not throwaways either. Like he does a pretty good job of developing even a lot of the minor characters. Okay. So that like um, as this trip goes on, you're invested in the whole team, and it <laughs> it's not just one team either. There's multiple narratives going on. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a huge book. Um, and you get so invested in everybody. So, I mean, this is not much of a spoiler, but as people die or Pass things away. happen yeah. to them, like, uh, it's it's tragic. Aww. Yeah. But it's also, it's funny. Like, it has everything. It's, so, it's such a, like, the reading or the uh, literature level, I wouldn't say is, like, as high as Blood Meridian, but that's good because it makes it easier for somebody to jump in. Like, you could jump in on this. You just got to be ready to read a thousand pages. Because you have to be committed. Yes. Like, time-wise to it. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because I read reviews after I was done. Like, people said, like, I don't know. Like, the first 200 pages were a little bit slow. But then I loved it. It's like, I love the whole thing. But it's, like, funny to think about, like, the first 200 pages as if, like, ah, just the first 200. Exactly. It's not <laughs> but I liked it the whole way through. I don't actually agree with that at all. I thought the whole thing was entertaining whether it was funny or just i liked a lot of the characters a bunch and that's the thing they 
some books don't do a good job of giving their characters depth. It's like good guy, bad guy, mm-hmm. stuff like that. These characters are very flawed. Um, and I, it's hard for me to appreciate books where they don't have like And like that. you said, even like nobody's a throwaway. Like he spends time right. with each and like builds up the story behind them and helps you have that connection to them. Right. So there's 102 total chapters and um, different characters, even different minor characters will get kind of like at times their own chapter where it's just kind of like talk about what they're thinking about, like their past and like the things that like matter to them and then <laughs> as things happen to these characters like you are reminded of like the things that they had like been thinking about um and yeah there's a scene at the end specifically um where this one of the characters is going for help i don't want to say too much about okay. it or whatever but it is a powerful scene like it is um like your heart is just with this guy. He's not one of the smarter characters. He's not one of the main characters. Yeah. Um, but like you, you're rooting for him on a level. I, I, I don't know. It was, it was a deep level of like you're just like hoping beyond hope that he can figure this out, even though he he knows himself that he's not really the the thinking type. I guess you would wow. say. Oh my gosh, that makes me like want to go reread it. I mean, you should definitely yeah jump in if. If you haven't checked it out in a while or, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's like one of those books I almost feel like just starting over again and just reading it again. Yeah. But. I mean, I have to say, like, when you proposed the idea of talking about Westerns, like, I wasn't, like, super jazzed. But now, just, like, hearing you talk about Lonesome Dove, it's like, I really want to go out there and, like, read that book, you know, and have sort of, like, that intense moment of, like, reconnecting. Yeah. So, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I hope people at home feel the same way i mean it's just about like i guess broadening your horizons um i don't feel like i don't know maybe you will agree but like when we're open for business i don't feel like a lot of people check out our western section very much it's certainly not one of the more popular yeah i mean there's like i feel like a little group you know that goes there but it's not something that when you come in i don't see like a lot of people like westerns you know they don't just like go straight there right um but i believe that the fans of the western books you know like they are like a pretty loyal group yeah so so yeah i mean today i think it's just about like if you're a fan of westerns you probably have already read these to be honest like these aren't like i'm not uh bringing any underground picks here these are like (laughs) these are pretty much like if you look at lists of best westerns these are going to all be in like the top five probably um but for somebody who's never tried it uh i think just just like try True Grit, you know, just try it. Um, you could probably read it in like a week or less if you're a fast reader, okay. like it's not that long. And then just at the end, like, I think you're gonna be like, that was pretty funny. Like that was, uh, I liked Maddie, she was cool. You know, like I feel like um, you could maybe be more into it than you think you would mm-hmm. starting out. Okay, cool. You got anything else you want to add? I don't. I mean, I think this is like a really good summary of these three really awesome Westerns. So hopefully we've inspired our listeners today to come and check them out or revisit them too. We didn't give them any uh, drama though from Perry. (laughs) Do we want to dish on some coworkers or anything? No. Okay. Let's keep it about the books. The books. That's what we're all about here at Perry. (laughs) Not the drama. We're about the books. We're about the books. All right, well, that'll do it. Once again, my name is Michael. And I'm Lindsay. Thank you for checking out Shelf Logic. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.